0: This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert.
1: I have an idea that many of you that are watching right now do the very same thing that I do at the beginning of a week. I I sit down and I make a list of all of the things I plan to do for that week. Now what I've learned in doing that is I eventually get a little bit more done. It helps me to be organized and, and I think about maybe the things that I'm going to do the week after. You see, that's the way we plan our lives. Have you ever really thought about life in the future? What I mean, really the future? Suppose we were to think about life a thousand years from now. That's our title today of our lesson, One Thousand Years From Now. I want you to stay tuned. I think you're going to be benefited by watching the program today, please stay tuned. Now, on getting to know your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. We won't offer this to you today. You can receive it in the and by mail, or you can receive it. You can take it over online. Well, however you take the course, we want you to have it. What we want to do now is pause long enough so you can learn more about the course and how you can receive it.
2: till I shall in day.
1: Today I want to read to you from Second Peter, the third chapter, beginning at verse number eight. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. That one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. You know, time is insignificant with God. We, we, we calculate our days in, in seconds, in minutes, in, in hours in weeks, in months, in years. But God doesn't calculate time like that. And we really wouldn't expect Him to inasmuch as the Bible teaches in Isaiah 57 and 15 that that God inhabits eternity. You know, God is limitless so far as time is concerned. Now, in this world, our time is relatively short, Uh, and the Bible teaches life is short. In 1 Samuel chapter 20 and 3, it was David who said, there's just a step between me and death, and all of us could say that, a step between me and death. It was Benjamin Franklin who said, dost thou love life? Then do not squander time, for time is a stuff of which life is made. And it was Thomas Edison who said that time is the most important thing in the world. But we don't have all the time in the world. In James, the fourth chapter, verses 13 and 14, we read that our life is as a vapor that appears for a little time and then it vanishes away. You know, there are things that are of grave concern to us today that will really not matter in the future. There, there are things that, that concern us today that will not matter, say, in a thousand years. A thousand years from now, it really will not matter whether you bought your clothes at the most fashionable store in town or or whether you went to the bargain basement somewhere or went to a yard sale to get your clothes it really will not matter in a thousand years a thousand years from now it it will not matter whether you ate the finest foods that that money could buy or if you barely had enough just to get by from one meal to another folks that's not going to matter in a thousand years A thousand years from now, it will not matter whether or not you drove the finest car money could buy or whether you had to depend on others to get you from one place to another. That's not going to matter in a thousand years. A thousand years from now, it will not matter whether you had education with a lot of degrees attached to your name or whether you could barely read and write or even sign your name, that's really not going to matter. And a thousand years from now, it will not matter whether you were a world traveler going into distant places all over the globe or whether you hardly ever left your own hometown. That's not going to matter in a thousand years. But I want to suggest to you, there are some things that will matter. A thousand years from now, for example, it will matter what you did with Jesus. Now, now Pilate was confronted with that decision in Matthew 27 and verse 22 when he asked the question, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called the Christ? You see, in a thousand years, it will matter what He did. It will matter what we do with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there's not a lot of options as to what you do with Jesus. You, you can accept Jesus on the terms of His will by believing in Him and obeying Him. You know, Jesus said, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments in John 14 15. And you can reject Jesus, many have. In John 5 and 40, Jesus said, And you would not come unto me that you might have life. And there there are those that do not come to Christ. But there's one thing you cannot do. You cannot be neutral. You either accept Him or you will reject Him. You cannot be neutral. Jesus said, Either you are for me or... You are against me. And so we either for Jesus or we're against Jesus. So what will you do with Christ? Now, who's going to determine what you do with Him? God doesn't determine that. No, no, God has already done His part. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever, whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life, John three sixteen. Jesus doesn't determine what you do with Him. Jesus loved you enough that He died for you. He tasted of death for every man, Hebrews 2, verse 9. The Holy Spirit does not determine what you do with Jesus. The Holy Spirit has done His part in the revealing of truth. John 16, 13 says, Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, he shall guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he heareth, that shall he speak. So the Holy Spirit has done his part in the revealing of what we're to do with Jesus. And even the devil doesn't determine what we do with Jesus. No, no, he wants you to do the wrong thing for sure. He is our enemy. That's why Peter said in 1 Peter 5 and 8, Be sober, be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. So Satan is our enemy, our arch enemy. But the devil doesn't determine what I do with Jesus. And preachers do not determine what we do with Jesus. No, they do not. A faithful preacher of the gospel will preach the word, 2 Timothy 4.2. And and we need those who will preach the Word today. And the church doesn't determine what I do with Jesus. No, the church may pray for you. The church may speak to you about your soul. But in reality, the church doesn't determine what you do. The only person that can make that decision is yourself. You determine the answer to the question. What am I going to do with Jesus? And it will matter in a thousand years what you did with Him. You say, well, what does it matter what I do with Jesus? Friend, it matters in your personal life what you do with Jesus. It matters so far as your peace of mind. You know, Paul in Philippians 4 and 7 talked about the peace that passes all understanding and that peace that passes all understanding can be uh, belong to those who do the right thing with the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only that, your personal salvation depends upon your doing the right thing with Jesus and your influence for good upon the lives of other people Is determined by what you do. Someone says, Well, I hurt no one but myself if I do not live for Jesus. Oh, I only could wish that were true. But you see, there are those that observe our lives, and by watching us, they make their choice by following our example. Somebody says, Well, does it really matter what I do with Jesus? It matters so far as your eternal destiny that you do the right thing with Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew 25 and verse 46, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Folks, we have to do the right thing with Jesus to enter into that life eternal. And the time to do the right thing with the Lord Jesus Christ is not tomorrow. But it's today. You say, "Well, why should I do it today?" Because it matters what you do with Jesus, or oh, the lot of things that don't matter now. We think they matter, but folks, in a thousand years, it's going to matter what you did with the Lord Jesus Christ. A thousand years from now, it'll no matter what you did with the church. I I know what Jesus did with the church. More than what He did for the church, I know what Jesus did for the church. In your Bible, in Ephesians 5, verse 25, the Bible says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it. Now, I know how Jesus felt about the church. Even as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for it. Jesus loved the church enough to die for it. You know when you talk about church a lot of people think in terms of a building. Folks the church the church is not a building. The church meets in a building. We could meet in caves. You could meet under a tree and still be the church. The church is composed of people who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The church is the body of Christ. Where, wherever it is gathered together, or where, it is li- where people are living who have given their lives to Christ, it is the church. And on the Lord's Day, the first day of the week, the church gathers together to worship. And so the church is made out of people who have been blood-redeemed. But in America people are forgetting about the church. Uh, That is, they're not thinking about it. In churches of Christ, there are so many, uh, that not the majority, but a great number who have forgotten about the church. They forget about the church on the Lord's Day. They, They forget the purpose for which they have been redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is said that in America, there are 39% of the American people never attend on any kind of a religious or, uh, worship on, uh, during the, the course of a week. Uh, I used to see 40-plus percent, but now it's down to 39%. That's alarming. What will another generation uh, be like? Hopefully, those numbers will improve. But we need to learn right now that in a thousand years, it's going to be matter how I felt about the church, whether I love the church like Jesus loved the church. A thousand years from now, it's going to matter what you did with the Bible. How do you feel about the Bible? What's your attitude about the Bible? I've often said there are three things you can do with the Bible. You can accept it, and we should. Acts two forty two says they that gladly receive. Acts two forty one rather says they that gladly receive the word were baptized. We have to gladly receive the word of God. And so that's one thing you can do. You can accept it. You can believe it. You can obey it. Or you can reject it, like many have. That is, they they try to do away with the Bible. And they try to destroy the Bible. And so I want to urge you to do the right thing. This is the third thing. Accept it, believe it, and obey it. Or you can neglect it. Many people have Bibles uh, at their home, and and about the biggest thing they use some of those Bibles for is they they put some kind of a, a picture inside, or maybe a newspaper clipping, or or something they don't want to forget about, and it's on the shelf, and it's collecting dust. Folks, we, we need to we need to do the right thing with the Word of God. I think about a passage over the book of Isaiah, chapter 34, in verse 16, he said, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. We need to be reading the Word of God today. It troubles me when I read uh, statistics about how A few people are really reading the Bible anymore. You know, a a nation without the Word of God is a nation without light. A a nation without the Word of God is a a nation without guidance. A a, a nation without the Bible is a nation without purpose. Oh, how we need to exalt the Bible. I remember what George Washington is reportedly to have said. And it, he reportedly said, It is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. Now, let me ask you again. A thousand years from now, what will you have done with the Bible? It's going to matter what you've done with the Bible. A thousand years from now, it will matter what you did about. Your your spiritual growth, to deepen your spiritual growth. I I preached a sermon a number of years ago on television and I entitled it, Are You Still in the First Grade? Now, a preacher friend of mine called inquiring about it. He said, What are you talking about, still being in the first grade? Well, I said, spiritually speaking, some have never grown. They've never developed. And I said, they are still immature Christians because they've not grown spiritually. But you see, we cannot remain that way. Our lives, according to Peter in 2 Peter 1 and 4, are to be partakers of the divine nature of God. What does that really mean? That that means I'm to live a godly life, a deeply spiritual life. And I'm to live a life that is spirit-filled and spirit-driven. In Galatians 5, 22, 23, there Paul said the fruit of the Spirit is. So I know he's giving us a definition of the fruit of the Spirit. If you want evidence that you're living a spirit spiritual life, here it is. And he said the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's the first thing he mentions. Now there are some in commenting on these passages, that is verse 22 and 23, suggest that everything else that Paul mentions is a tied-in to the love that he mentions. Well, I have no objection to that. And in reality, it doesn't matter. He said the fruit of the Spirit is love. You cannot be living a spiritually minded life without loving God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, and without loving your neighbor as you love yourself. You just cannot do that. The the Bible teaches that we are even to love those who don't love us. Jesus said, love your enemies. Jesus prayed for his He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He prayed that prayer while it was hanging on the cross. Love, joy, are you known as a joyful person or are you known as a person that brightens up the room when you leave it? Love and joy and peace and and goodness and and, uh, long-suffering and the like, all of those are the fruit of the Spirit. Are you growing in the likeness of Christ? Are you growing in the likeness of God? Oh, a thousand years from now, friend, that's going to matter. You see, I'm talking to some mother right now, and you have some of those small children at your feet. And, and they're observing what you do every day. And then dad comes home at the end of the day and they're observing dad. Do, do they see the spirit of Christ in your life? You know, Paul in 2 Corinthians 3, 17 says, where the, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's love. And it just seems to me That if there is one place, one place, you ought to find love. It ought to be at home. It ought to be a haven of love. Where everyone in the family loves each other. I've talked to men who have said that their father never told him or that that he loved him. And the young man told it with tears in his eyes. Nobody, my father never told me that he loved me. Well, as I recall, my dad never told me that. He just grew up in a, in a period of time where men just did not do that. They just didn't do that. But I knew my dad loved me. I know that he loved me. But you see, what is wrong with our telling our our sons and our daughters and our grandchildren, that we love them. You, you see, in a thousand years, it's going to matter whether or not that, that, that we have had that daily walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. But again, in a thousand years, it'll matter what you've done with your sins. I know what a lot of people do. They try to blame them on somebody else. They, they try to whitewash them. They try to hide them. But what's the right thing to do with our sins? You know, Psalms 32 and 1 says, Blessed is the man that whose sins are forgiven, whose iniquity is, is, is covered. Whose sins are covered, whose iniquity is forgiven. And whose sins are washed away in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in a thousand years, it will matter whether or not your sins have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. By giving your life to Him, by believing on Him with all of your heart, according to John eight twenty-four by repenting of your sins, by confessing your faith in Christ, by being baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins. Folks, that's going to matter in a thousand years. But then again, in a thousand years, it's going to matter what you did with the warnings of God. You know, typically, people don't like warnings. They really don't like warnings. They they, they don't like someone to say, well, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. Because if you do, this is what's going to happen. Well, the Bible is filled with warnings. Here's one of them. It is appointed unto a man once wants to die. And then comes the judgment. That's a warning. And if there was not another one in all of the Bible, then that one. That ought to be enough. For me to want to live a life of godliness, faith, and hope in Jesus. These things will matter in a thousand years, but here's the point. Folks, they matter right now. It matters now what you're going to do with Jesus. I want to thank you for watching today. And in the closing moments, may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community, And and if you don't know where it's located, why don't you call us? We'll find the church for you. We do that all the time for people who are interested in visiting with the Church of Christ. And also, why don't you pick up the phone right now and call for the free Bible Correspondence Course. Or if you prefer, you can take the course online. But whatever you do, please, please take the course. I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you, is my prayer. We
0: want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible Correspondence Course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, Please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214.